Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and David and Zach and also Jay and Evan from the Fifth Trooper podcast. What's up, guys? Oh, we're back. You thought you got rid of us, Legion? You didn't. Boom. (laughs) Here we are. What's going on? Back at it. (laughs) Back back with more Legion. (laughs) Oh, wow. No, no, it's good. I'm actually uh, excited to get to talk to you about it again because I've been uh, painting and trying to get a lot of stuff ready for the show. And then I looked at my two tanks that are still butt naked and... uh, made me miss the game so i'm glad to be back yeah so this is in fact speaking of legion a big weekend for legion because there's the online gen con legion tournament happening this weekend which the fifth trooper is is running um so do you guys want to talk about that real quick you want to you want to talk uh about the prize support for starters yeah yeah uh so i bet you're asking yourselves hey guys Gen Con is full. I can't get in. And that's okay. Because even you, someone who's going to watch our streams, could win crazy stuff. <laughs> How's that? Was that good? It sounded pretty good, buddy. Am I done? Can, I, can we go? I think you passed that. <laughs> what kind of stuff, Jay? <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> okay, so actually, there's a couple of really, really excited ones. I'm going to start with the best one, I think. Uh, the Army Painter. They're completely sponsoring this. They put up a a ton of prize support for this. So uh, they have, what is it, seven items just for watching the stream that uh, we'll be giving away. So here's the cool thing. Uh, You'll have the Fifth Trooper YouTube. Uh, Dash is going to be streaming on his his channel, uh, Dash.tv, right, Dash? Is that what it is? Dash's uh, Dash TV, yeah. Dash's TV. And then Yavin Base and Endless, he's going to be streaming on his channel. So we're going to be simulcasting at the same time. And no matter whose stream you're watching, whether you're watching the YouTube or the or the two Twitch channels, you're going to have a chance to win a giveaway. And so Army Painter, they're giving away one of their mega paint sets just for watching the stream. Like, it's crazy. And uh, they're also going to give away three regular paint sets and then three wet palettes as well. So so what you do is you come watch. We'll tell you what to do during the stream. Uh, we, I'm, I'm being vague because I haven't figured that part out yet. And uh, you'll do whatever it is we tell you to do. And then we'll give away one of these things, you know. And I, I think Mike and David, they'll, you know, we may have like different ways of giving it away. But if you're watching and you do the action that we tell you to do, you, you could be entered to win. Yeah, so it's going to be fantastic. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It seems like a really, really awesome way to kind of promote the community getting together, not only to play Legion, but to watch it at the same time. Yeah, and I think it's, sometimes it's hard watching other people play because you're asking yourself, what's in it for me? Where's my glory? And I'm telling you right now, you could win a mega paint set from the Army Painter. What do you think of that? How many paints is in that thing? Like, I don't even know. Well, hold up. I have I have one right here because I got one off Amazon like two years ago on like a super awesome deal. Mm-hmm. Um, hold up. I got this. You got it. There Come on. Is, 
50 war paints, there's 39 acrylics, 5 metallics, 4 washes, and 2 effects. Mm. 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 That's a lot of paint. Yeah, that is not a small amount of paint. And and like just so you at home know what this means, you if you win the mega paint set, you're getting exactly what the first place player is getting. Like they're getting a mega paint set. So the 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 rewards for watching are going to be similar to I'm not going to say equal, but similar to the rewards for people playing. Also, we're uh, the fifth trooper is giving away. We're going to give away event decks random to the stream. Uh, and we're going to give away two sets of each of our order tokens random the stream. Um, so we're going to have a bunch of giveaways as well. And, you know, um, also, what, what the heck else are you going to be doing, right? I mean, it's summer. It's it's ugly out. The clouds are all. It's cold. Like, nobody wants to be outside in the middle of July, August, right? So it, you isn't can, that right, Kyle? Yeah, right, Kyle? Uh, yeah, my, my AC is not working right now for those <laughs> So I'd actually like to be outside. That sounds pretty yeah, nice right but, now. Uh, we'll be streaming it all day, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Um, Jay and I will be there, uh, and we'll have guests come through. And uh, so you can talk to us, you know, uh, talk about the stream, mm-hmm. talk about Legion. It'll be a good time, man. I'm actually, uh, first I yeah. wasn't pumped, and then I got, as we get closer, I'm getting more excited about it. Because uh, it's like, Legion's in a super interesting spot right now, um, and I really like it. So I think it's a good time to play and a good time to watch. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's tough, right? Because there isn't a lot of in-person stuff going on. So this will be a nice change, you know, that we can help help move you along through your summer. For me personally, like, I, I went to Gen Con for the first time two years ago, and it was, like, the most exciting thing I do related to tabletop gaming, like, all year, apart mm. from, like, Northeast Open. Um, yeah. But, ah. but I know which side my bread's buttered on. Um, <laughs> so, but but no, seriously, like um um, I was really sad that it got kind of you know shuttered this year because of coronavirus. Yeah, and I think Gen Con is doing a lot to to try to bring some of that magic back in in the safest way that we can have it, which is through the internet. And um, you know, a lot of the same people that are running this event are going to be the same faces you would see in person if you were able to go to the event itself. And the whole event is run in such a man, in such a manner that we're trying to replicate the authentic experience of what actually going to this event, you know, would have been like when it comes to uh, unit selection, tournament staff, um, just hope, hopefully um, the, the good time that you might have had if you had gone to this event physically. But now if you've never been to something like this, there's a way to enjoy it. And, and even more so like watching the streams as well. Um, you know, you can, you can participate in, in, in your own way without actually playing. But um, yeah. my, I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I highly recommend it. Um, not just because I'm participating in it and not just because I'm streaming it, but because I really think that it's something that you shouldn't miss out on if, with all my heart. Yeah, yeah, and and to kind of go off that, David, you know, it's it's an opportunity to come hang out, right? Like we're all going to be there. Everybody's going to be there, and so you know, we would be having these conversations in person, and maybe going to get some food and a drink or something, and you know, and but this we we have to do it this way, and so come join us and have a good time, and you know, I I want to say too, uh, we're streaming it and we're kind of putting on the event, but you know, a lot of the other 
creators, content creators in the community are actually supporting this too. Like, uh, what is it? Liberty Squadron. Uh, they're, they're giving us some giveaways for the players. Uh, Imperial Terrain is is supporting uh, with with giveaways to the players. Uh, the Jedi Hunter podcast, they're, they're giving away stuff to the players. Um, Six Up Supply. Like, so... A lot of the community has, um, Krabic, he's given away something to the players too. So a lot of the community has come together, uh, the content creator community as well. And it's just kind of like similar to how I've been explaining it to everyone is similar to how Northeast Open was. This is kind of just our love letter to the community. Um, and because we couldn't do Northeast Open, you know, we wanted to, we had it all set way back in January, but Corona. Uh, and so you know, this is, this is our chance to just, this is our love letter to the community, basically. Right. And maybe you're listening to this podcast and, you know, maybe you haven't gotten involved yet with Legion in the online capacity. And so maybe let this be your gateway to that. Mm-hmm. Let, let you come here to, to, to participate, to get some free stuff. Cause God knows, um, benefits are running out <laughs> so <laughs> this is a great way to get hobby stuff without paying any additional money um all you have to do is come watch a stream um but but i really just want to encourage people you know connect with this community because this game is so much larger than than the local scene right this game is is worldwide yeah. you know when were we having simulcasts in spanish out of argentina like yeah. you know we're we're we're, we're multi-hemispheric now Okay, so this is your chance to come connect with us and 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 meet people. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that, David. I actually got a message the other day. There's um, a group in Holland or the Netherlands, or I get I mixed up because I was talking to someone else from the similar region. Uh, this is the same day, but they're starting a, a Legion podcast. And they, you know, they, like, I was just talking to them about it and they were asking if they thought it would, if it would take off. And I I say, yes, I think we need more voices throughout the world, you know, talking about this game that we all love. And, and I know Evan and I have been talking about other games on our podcast, but we still love this game. This is still, my, my office here is still filled with Legion stuff. You know, I, I'm still a Star Wars fan. So, you know, this is still a game I love very much. Yeah, I think my favorite thing so far, um, for those that don't know, we have like a separate Discord for everyone participating. Uh, my favorite thing has been the fact that we have international players, actually, which kind of changes mm. the flavor of Gen Con. And I'm not saying that they couldn't normally come to Gen Con. They could, but it always cost them. It would cost them quite a bit. They have to travel. They have to room and board. And if they're coming over to, you know, to the States, they're going to stay for like two to three weeks because it's, they're not just coming for you know Legion. They're going to stay and, and, and explore. They can't do that, but now they can play from home and they're playing in a tournament that, you know, like I said, maybe they wouldn't normally be able to play in. And I'm excited to see that happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. That's the nice thing about, you know, I I know it's been hard on everybody, but like for me, for like some of my business stuff, like a lot of the the people I work with, we we all do the video zooms now, right? Where before we just did audio, like we we didn't feel forced into the video, and so like I'm getting to meet people and see people that I've never met or saw before. And similarly, I think this is an opportunity for all these people that normally wouldn't get together to do something, uh, you know, to be together uh, for one purpose. 
So I just want to get get you talking, Evan and Jay, about the in-flight report and what's being done with that. Oh, yeah. So uh, it'll be uh, uh, Dash, Mike Cirillo. Uh, Zach, are you coming to that? Uh, sorry, I was muted. Uh, if, if something big pops up, you know, I might just be like, yo, Evan, oh. Mike, what's up? <laughs> um, Kicking the door. Uh, <laughs> but uh, And I, and we'll be uh, watching the in-flight report. We'll have a reminder up on uh, YouTube soon. Um, so you can watch us kind of talk about it live. Um, so normally what we did before is we would like let it go, then we'd react after. Then so you're watching it twice, uh, which you already know the information. Um, so it'd be really fun, I think, to watch us talk about it. And uh, you can get our live takes and interact with us as things get revealed. And I think it'd be a lot of fun, man. It's uh, it's always a good time to see new, new reveals. Um, hopefully maybe release dates. Uh, who knows? But mostly... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think it'd just be a lot of fun because there's other games besides Legion coming up there too. Like they, they low key hinted at um, uh, another uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol, like the X Men expansion, right? They just had the X on uh, the table, so it'd be interesting if that actually comes out as an expansion for the game, or if they're just doing something else. But they have a lot of product lines, and they even talked about a couple unannounced ones. So uh, hopefully it's Star Wars. I'm really holding my my fingers crossed for a Star Wars uh, cooperative living card game. Uh, something a la, uh, you know, Arkham Horror. Uh, I'd be really in on that. But uh, yeah, so we'll see. It's always a fun, this is a fun time of year for that kind of thing. It's like our E3, more or less, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of like our E3, right? Because it's, it's like the big trade show, right, that people go to. Um, so for those of you who don't know, the In-Flight Report is a panel that FFG does every Gen Con, and they preview basically their new stuff for the, whatever their next development cycle is. Uh, last year, I think they previewed Arkham Horror, and they previewed a bunch of stuff from Legion. They previewed new things for Armada, etc. So that is what is going to happen. And um, as Evan was saying, we're going to be uh, streaming that as well and reacting to it. And can you give them the date, time, and the channel? Uh, yep, it'll be on the Fifth Trooper pod- uh, podcast. Jeez, the Fifth <laughs> Trooper. Sorry, I'm used to, used to saying that. Uh, the yeah. Fifth Trooper Network YouTube. Um, it'll be 7 uh, p.m. CMT, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, and uh, we'll be there, and we'll be talking it up, and uh, we'll be ready to go. That's on Wednesday? Yes, it is. So Wednesday, yeah, that day July would have been good, too, yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> Just making sure people know. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and that got moved, right? Because it was originally Thursday, I think? I think so. it was, yeah, because we had plans for it. Then, uh, uh, then we looked again, and Dash caught it. Good thing we didn't, because I would have showed up to, like, nothing. <laughs> hey yeah, guys. I, I looked at it. I was like, "Hey, this is Wednesday." <laughs> <laughs> so then, the big streaming day is Saturday, right? That's the, uh, that. That's the main yes. tournament. That's the big day. Yeah. When yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having all the three simulcasts, and we're starting around what, like, ten in the Eastern or so. Yeah, ten a.m. Eastern. It'll go. It's going to be like a normal day of Legion. So it, it, you know, it'll go till about. I think we got it planned till about seven thirty or eight. Um, so we'll be there all day. And then Sunday, the plan is because Sunday is the kind of the finals. So we're going to start simulcast, but then we'll be just down to the fifth trooper, uh, YouTube channel for the final game. So when you get to Sunday, we'll, we're going to kind of condense it so that you, you know, you can just watch the final game and hopefully Mike and, and David will be able to join us on, on that, which I'm sure they will. I, I plan to <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I got, I got one final note for folks about waitlist. Um, 
So right now what we're doing is as people drop, we're getting in touch individually with waitlisted people to tell them, Hey, this ticket is now free. Mm -hmm. uh, please go buy it. <laughs> um, and then um, uh, on the day of just like any real life tournament, right? There's bound to be drops. And so what we plan to do is once we can get a clear picture of how many seats are freed up, we'll then contact people in waitlist order to, to seat them in the tournament and get yep. them into TTO, get their list, et cetera. And then we'll, we'll try to get rolling as soon as we fill up. Yeah. And uh, to get on the waitlist, just go to the fifth trooper.com and on our homepage, there'll be a little star Wars Legion tournament at Gen Con banner. Click learn more. And at the bottom of that page is, is uh, the waitlist and just sign up and we'll, we'll let you know if you, if you get in. Yep. So go to the fifth trooper.com and push that big red button that says join the waitlist and you'll be set. Yep. Yeah. So uh, what do you guys, anybody got any, any hot takes on what kind of, what, what kind of list they're going to, we're going to see? You think, you think people are going to go serious or are going to go more playful because of, because of the tournament style? I, I, I think we're going to see more playful lists. I'm hoping. I think that people are going to be doing fun stuff just because this is the last hurrah of everything before arc strikes come out. Yeah. <laughs> They're clearly not legal in this tournament, so yeah. I think everybody's going to kind of be a little upbeat about that and, and ready to go. Not that arc strikes are are bad <laughs> or anything, but we, they definitely have... Um, you know, transform the game pretty hard, and and this is clearly pre arcs. So, I think I think that'll be good, and it'll hopefully instill some ingenuity in the community. Right. Um, so. And we know that because of Invader League, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, we're uh, Doc Brown and Marty uh, are going into the DeLorean. And they're going <laughs> backwards in time. They're stealing the little booklet that says "Legion, hedge your bets," and it says "Arc Troopers <laughs> are going to murder you very soon." So get this in while you can. <laughs> And um, I think it's gonna be fun. I think seeing the meta go quote unquote backwards as we live in like a futuristic time with Invader League to see it go backwards, I think is gonna be interesting. I think you're gonna see a lot of players that like maybe shifted factions in Invader League go back to where they were. Like I yeah. think you're gonna see an influx of Imperial players, um, which is good. It's good for the game. It's good for the streams. It's good for a lot of things to see that happen. I think. Well, and I think you know uh, this. Back to David's point about trying to make this a, like the real life Gen Con event, right? Is we went to in real life rules where it's eleven days uh, release schedule, right? The the normal release schedule for tournaments, and so we wanted to kind of have that spice, you know, because TTS of course has all the you know updated models that we're aware of in it. Uh, but we wanted it to be like if you actually went to Gen Con and what would actually be legal in Gen Con. So, you know, we have all the way up to Padme, Padme and uh, Cad Bane. So that they're they're going to be legal and, and anything before it. Interestingly, with respect to Padme and Cad Bane, um, because of the order, the preview articles and stuff were put out, their full kits were not known for Invader League. So um, there are some legitimately new things with respect to both of them. Oh. Nice. Particularly Cad Bane, um, I think his three pip and his uh, his one pip were basically not known at the start of Invader, um, nor were how Bane tokens work. So we're going to get the full the full Monty for Cad Bane, and that at least will be um, you know something brand new that we did not see in Invader League. And then uh, one of Padme's command cards also is brand new. So yeah, so that's good. So I you know I think overall uh, I think it's going to be fun. 
uh, it, just come see any of the, you know, I think most of us will be in and out uh, on the streams. At least some of us will be full time, but like, just come hang out with us. Just come say hi. At, at the very least, just come say hi, see what's doing, ask us any of your pressing questions and we'll be able to talk to you in live there because, you know, there's always in, during games, there's always a little bit of downtime here and there where we can talk to the crowd and uh, it'll be good. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I'm going to be watching from my hopefully air conditioned house. Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Forgive us if by like the end of the day, Saturday and Sunday, if we seem a little tired, because we're, <laughs> we're going to be sitting there all day. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's exhausting commentating and streaming and stuff as is playing. I, so. Evan and I tomorrow got to set up our, our food orders with Rachel. So because she's going to be a delivery service for us out here in the office. So. <laughs> Taco pinwheel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Expect me to get shellacked for a good uh, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You guys may get lucky and that'll be on stream. So. Who knows? Are you, are you guys recording out of, the, out of the garage office? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think we're gonna we're gonna attempt to uh, we're gonna try to run some video so you at home can see our beautiful faces uh, since we won't see in person. But we'll be here in our normal streaming area if you've been catching any of our streams on our YouTube channel, and and we'll be sitting out here watching the games and commenting to the best of our abilities. Yeah, man, awesome. I'm down. So just just to remind people, um, I know you said it earlier in the segment, but can you just uh, remind folks where they can find these streams? Yep. So once again, we're going to have three uh, simulcasts through to the final game, uh, and it's going to be the Fifth Trooper YouTube channel. You can just you can just search up the Fifth Trooper on YouTube. It's going to be on Yavin Base, uh, which is David's Endless's uh, Twitch channel. Or Dash's TV, which is Dash's Twitch channel. And so we'll all be going uh, simulcast, catching different games. Uh, so, you know, um, I'm going to try to set up a web page uh, on our website that'll have all three. So you could just watch them from one website or you could go to, to all. But I'll, I'll update that later in the week. So Awesome. Super hyped. Very exciting. Uh, and just one last thing real quick. Yeah. Um, if you are watching us, I just want to remind you that it helps us out a lot if you tweet about it, Facebook about it, whatever Please. social media you're a part of, helps us out tremendously if you tell people about what we're doing. Yeah. Not, not maybe this, please, please. <laughs> maybe that'll be a requirement to win one of the on-stream things. Incentives, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them, David. Subscribe right. and right. share, you punks. Do it. I'll make sure I tell my friend Hercules Rockefeller. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've seen him enter a number of our giveaways. He's very popular in the in the giveaways. I see. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you see my address on there, it's just it's like a forwarding address. It's not weird. He's 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 overseas. <laughs> yeah, definitely. box in Rhode Island. It's funny. I enter him and I put uh, Jay. Give me your stuff. <laughs> no one's like this is evan still please give me this stuff <laughs> yeah it's like weeding through like 40 entries of just evan like having a conversation <laughs> with me because i don't talk to him normally <laughs> jay jay please check your dms jay also i need the paint jay i gotta be honest so we have like a like a con contact thing on our website that pops up automatically when you show it when you log in i've been super tempted to <laughs> just start hitting that <laughs> Hey, oh, Fifth yeah. Trooper. That Tell is me about both, your Mets. 
the best <laughs> and worst thing I've ever implemented on our site. So, <laughs> all right. Well, um, thanks, guys, and uh, stop in again sometime. No, definitely, yeah. man. Hey, have a great night, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us, and I'm I'm really looking forward to talking to everybody about Legion again. Awesome. So um, we have also some brand new unit previews for a certain behelmeted group of resistance warriors, uh, which we will discuss in just a little bit. But before we get to that, we have an interview with uh, Luke Cook, who won Invader League. So um, let's do that real quick, and then we'll hit the Mandos. And we're here with Luke Cook, world champion, LVO champion, and now Invader League Season 5 champion. Uh, You know, I think you're starting to sound like uh, Khaleesi from Game of Thrones here with all these titles. What's going on, Luke? (laughs) Nothing much, man. Uh, Yeah, you know, it was a great season. Had a lot of fun. Um, Played a lot of, you know, great players from across the country and world. Uh, So, yeah, it was a really, really awesome season. Thanks for... uh, Thanks for running the show there, Zach. Yeah, you know, it was it was tough pill to swallow to invite you on because, you know, we have a bone to pick with you here on Scoundrels, uh, considering you beat uh, Mike here on the Scoundrels in the finals. So, you know, but, you know, it's Luke. You know, have, have, have to have him on. Um, you know, speaking of that, it seemed like you guys had a great game. I watched a little bit of it. I was on mute. Um, but, you know, why don't we uh, discuss that game a bit here? Yeah, Wait, sure. Why you got to mute me, Zach? You know, the commentary is not good enough for you. What's that? You, you mute me. If you have a game on mute, does that mean you can't stand the commentary? What's going <laughs> no. On One o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. Uh, it was a tough, tough sell to be like, hey, you know, I work with my dad. Be like, hey, dad, I need to take like a three and a half hour break to watch this Legion game. And he, he'd just turn around and look at me just be like, what the hell is Legion? <laughs> oh, you're at work. You're at work. Okay. Well, you, you, haven't, you haven't told you. You're not out to your family about the fact that you play this no, game? No, no. So actually, unlike uh, so we're going off a little bit, a little off base here. But unlike uh, Luke's dad, who uh, plays uh, Legion, as we all know, Chris, uh, great guy, uh, from what I can tell, my dad, I tried to get him play once, and uh, his head was spinning. And this was like back when Legion was young, like first year of the game. There's not a lot of rules, and I was just learning the game myself, so I didn't know what you know a ton. So I'm just like, Dad, we're just gonna move, we're gonna shoot, we're gonna roll some dice. And I play a lot of board games with my dad, uh, but he was like this shit is crazy so uh no he does he does know what legion is but he has no idea what legion is well zach you bring up a good point and and luke we are going to talk about the game itself but i want to first ask you you have a legion playing family is that correct yeah so um i've been playing games with my dad since i was you know like seven years old um and we started going to tournaments and things like that to local stores when i was you know maybe 10 or 12 years old somewhere in there and yeah he just he got me into it when i was really young and then we always started doing it and then we started traveling and making trips out of it and it's always been you know that hobby aspect and we we kind of um you know we have that bonding experience together um and we travel and it's great great times and now my little brother who's actually eight years old uh he's starting to play it and it's really cool to see you know him learning all the rules and things and uh sometimes he'll even you know he'll tell the older guys you know hey you you forgot this rule or hey you got a roll for expression or things like this so it's pretty cool to see what what little kids pick up on and 
yeah, it's like a family uh, gaming experience for us. It must be nice to have practice partners that live under the same roof as you. Yeah, definitely is. Uh, you know, gearing up for big tournaments, we always practice different lists against each other and things like that. So definitely helps a lot. Not having to travel anywhere but the be- the basement. <laughs> Did you I play mean, your dad preparing for this game? Uh, you know, actually, um, I didn't really play him that much for Invader League practice. Um, he's not a big clone player, so it wouldn't be the best practice, to be honest. <laughs> he doesn't like all the token sharing shenanigans that's going on. He can't keep track of it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's just uh, pray to Legion Gods that your eight-year-old uh, brother doesn't roll crits the way you do, I guess, right? <laughs> I mean, we can't have two of you running rampant. Um, I, I, I can't make any promises. <laughs> his, uh, his superpower will awaken, and he'll just, like, roll a bunch of crits and be like, it's begun. <laughs> you I got some sort of, like, you know, superhero drama. I got, a message from, one. I got a message from Dave in mid-game. He's like, did you just see that roll as he was casting? And I'm just like, oh, no, what happened? He explained it to me. I was like, oh, no. Um, you know, and no offense, because I was rooting for my boy Mike here. Um, I was like, oh, no, that couldn't have been good for Mike. Um, but let's um, let's walk through. So um, I didn't see turn. I didn't see turn zero, but we ended up on what? Rollout, uh, mm-hmm. intercept. And what was the uh, minefield? Minefield. minefield. That's right, because we were rooting for mines to go off. That's right. How could I forget? <laughs> um, so why don't we walk it through, um, Luke? What was your th- thought process there on turn zero? With oh, Mike hold, on, hold on just a second. I just want to make it clear to the audience, okay? People hate clones so much, they were rooting for the mine tokens to win. <laughs> <laughs> More dead oh. clones. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get and, that. Anyway, um, continue, please. <laughs> okay, so... Um, for this map, I had actually had the opportunity to play a game during the week, so I had that scouting opportunity. And then I think it was like the night before or the morning of, I looked through um, Mike's battle deck, and uh, I scouted it out, and I knew he was going to take the side that he chose just because I would do the same thing. He made the right choice there um, just because of how the line of sight blockers were laid out and and the nature of the deployment zones, uh, they were definitely better on the side that he chose. Um, so going into the game, um, what I wanted to do was stay away from uh, close engagements turns, uh, turn one, uh, because I knew he'd have the upper hand, um, you know, being very aggressive with his arc troopers. And I wanted to try and play the range game as much as possible. So what I was looking for with the battle deck was rollout and um, I think... The other option that I had was maybe hemmed in. Um, I wanted to stay away from battle lines because the side I was on didn't have as many uh, line of sight blockers, and he had more vantage points from both sides that he could hit me on. And I forget, Mike. Did you? What was your other one? Was it disarray, or what was uh, your was last? Advanced, advanced positions. Advanced positions. Yeah, I wanted to stay away from that one as well because um, just because he would be scouting th- uh, three into my army. And he would just be able to get really close. Um, so that's what I was thinking with the deployments. And actually what we ended up playing was rollout. So that was actually pretty favorable. I know I, I read your article, Mike, and I know that you had some opinions and you thought rollout was good as well. So that was interesting. And then um, for for the objective, um, I wanted to stay on a objective that I could maybe have the upper hand with my activation count because I had 11 versus 10. 
So uh, he had intercept and KP in his deck. So I wanted one of those. Uh, I wanted to stay away from uh, hostage, hostage exchange because, again, that forces you to kind of be aggressive and it becomes a, I, I think, generally a points killing game. Um, and then with the Overwatch standbys, it's just like impossible to, to kill the, uh, the hostage unit. And then I think you had Recover the Supplies as well. Was that? Uh, or what was your, I... what was your last objective? I'm forgetting. But anyways, I wanted to avoid it. Um, and then I, I typically don't care about condition as long as it wasn't limited visibility, which I think he had the upper hand again, which he did end up pushing to, which I banned basically auto. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the turn zero thinking behind my game. Um, just trying to, you know, play the range game as much as possible because I see the difference between our list is he has two full arcs and a sniper strike where I have three sniper strike teams. And then I had the two offensive push squads for take that clanker. So I guess in the take that clankers turn, he has three shots versus my five. So that's kind of the idea. Um, that's kind of the idea that was going into turn zero on. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with those things. I definitely messed up turn zero. I should have pushed for hostage exchange, and I didn't in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely thought, it, like, g- going through the, the ban phase, I was like, oh, all of these are, objectives are fine. And I think Intercept was actually probably the worst one out of the three that came up for me. Um, and I didn't ban it. Uh, that was definitely a mistake on my part. Yeah, because, I, I, you know, especially with clones, it's so hard to re- remove full activations. So at the end, I had, you know, not that many bodies, but they, they were enough activations where, honestly, if, if there was another turn, you may have been able to wipe me off the table. Because you had, you still had like full squads out there, and so, but uh, yeah, it's just tough to get those full activations off the table. <clears throat> yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I was watching it, uh, and again, I couldn't hear the commentary. And but you know, talking with chat, I thought that you know Mike's chip damage might have been enough to stalwart you, like if he was able. What he, what it ended up happening, I think, Mike, is that even like not another turn, but like just another action where you could shoot with those full arcs on something. I think basically all he needed was just one more shot, but it turned into everyone had to dogpile the middle, see what could happen. I know you both took some shots towards the end to try and remove some activations. I get that. But I I think the opportunities towards the end on intercept, they were just a little too late uh, for what Mike needed. So honestly, I don't even like, you know, it's crazy to think that even one more time of a unit shooting would make a difference, but I think it would have just oh, yeah. by the game, by the game was laying out. Um, but you know, you're right. Like clones are hard to take off the board and chip damage against clones can be great, but sometimes it's not enough. Right. And you know, he did a great job of scoping my poor placement of my Z sixes, which, you know, I'm usually pretty um, aware of, but, I guess I was just moving so fast during the game that I didn't realize I was leaving, you know, Z6s on the right or left side. You know, you try and cover it with your dudes, you know, um, so that they're not exposed. And he did a great job and he saw those shots. But so as soon as he did that to the squads, I was like, all right, well, these guys are just going to become my token generators for the rest of the game. That's all they're going to do. 
uh which is what i yeah that's what happened like i noticed they were rotated to the back and you kept like rotating the full ones forward to do the fighting and the the as soon as you took damage you just like shot and then moved back and then put the other ones in the front yep yep and try and keep token generation up and not lose the firepower i guess um so yeah that was kind of my thinking there yeah the clone revolving door as i call it (laughs) yeah Yeah, Um, that was that was definitely a struggle for me in that like I was like, man, I've like scoped two of his E6 out of two uh, two of his Overwatch squads. Like, this is going great, you know. And the issue was, I just wasn't able to like take an activation off the board, you know. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and take take his E6 squads out of like if you were playing any other faction, it would have been fantastic. Right. right. But, Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Um, but you were so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know clones. Is, it can be frustrating to play against because even a single unit leader is, you know, total value. It can aim, dodge, aim, aim, standby, or do whatever it needs to do, and you're still getting that uh, effectiveness out of it. Isn't that funny to to think about that? Right, uh, not to go too far off the course of the game, right? But to think about the fact that you actually have to play clones a little bit differently like let's say you're playing against rebels and they're down to like a unit leader and you have something that can shoot them but you have the opportunity to to shoot something else that hasn't activated yet nine out of ten times you're shooting at the thing that hasn't activated to try and wound them before they activate now with clones you have to almost say to yourself is it worth me actually taking this activation off Mm -hmm. rather than trying to wound another one um, you know, and that's where that like revolving door of the clones can like, it can be crazy. I, I mean, that's how I play them somewhat yeah. myself is that I make that, that like circular like motion. If I start taking wounds, I take them out, I move them to the back and you just, you know, uh, <laughs> as Mike gives me the wax on wax on off signal <laughs> in the chat that we have, um, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. I, I think it calls for a different style of play, but I can understand it's definitely frustrating when you're not playing as the clones as well. Yep, and I I definitely had to make some of those decisions uh, during the game, where he had you know maybe two guys and uh, left in a phase two squad, and I I poured you know a fully charged uh, take that clinker shot into it just to make sure that that activation was taken out. Um, I think I rolled something crazy like nine or ten hits, like a full boat, and then just you know wiped them out. And I was th- saying to myself, oh, I should have shot the arcs, but you know going off averages go for the go for the full uh activation wipe there it's the better play that was the shot that made me crazy by the way (laughs) (laughs) what on earth it was like eight before aim tokens (laughs) yeah i in fairness i think i stockpiled like eight or four aim tokens something crazy but yeah yeah that one was was crazy on the first shot yeah 10 Either way, it's just like you didn't have to spend the aim tokens, you know? It's yeah, just... it was like the first shot. I was like, well, I guess I didn't need all these aims. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, okay, I, was, I just want to ask, um, do you agree with this idea? So a stack of aim tokens, yeah, it can fix a crappy shot, but mm-hmm. can also make a good shot hurt that much worse. And I feel like that's the, that's the rub right there. It's like this thing is already going to do serious damage. But yep. now, now I have eight aims to push it over the edge and just destroy an activation outright. Right. Totally. Yeah. I, and, you know, the Z6 shots, they can fail you sometimes. So those, you know, stacking up those aims can really help. Um, and that was kind of that was kind of my strategy uh, with dealing with his overwatches uh, and standby sharing was I would basically load up 
uh, with aim tokens, enter the standby range, you know, take the shot, sure. But then I could hit him back with a more effective shot. That was kind of the idea that I was that I was running during the game, um, just triggering, you know, that front squad standby. He shoots, but then I would have a more focused fired shot with all the aim tokens that I had saved up. So maybe I lose a model, but then I'll be able to, you know, hopefully take out more with my return fire. Yeah, I mean, those stairs also provided you a pretty good spot to castle up. Yeah. Um, and I know I know you discussed it after the game. I know Mike, you went around to that other side thinking there would be a little more cover for you to kind of do the same thing. And it didn't really end up being what you thought in terms of cover. Um, so real quick, real quick. Um, sorry, Luke here, but to ask Mike, do you wish you kind of went the other direction on that table? Or do you think you would take that same route? And, you know, like, do you think the route you took on rollout was right? Or do you think you should have gone left rather than to that area? Uh, in hindsight, I think I probably would have mirrored his deployment. I was kind of, I hadn't played the map beforehand, but I had scouted it out, and I was like, okay, this is the line of sight blocker I want to use, um, because, like, if you're behind that line of sight blocker, like, nothing is ever going to see you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, the thing's it's, like a 20-foot wall, just yeah. full stop. <laughs> yeah, 20-foot tw- wall, wide and tall, you yeah. know, and um, it just, it was kind of silly, so I was like, this is, if, if I'm able to abuse this, this seems like it would be a good thing to have access to. Um, you know, I actually think that the, that the only reason I would have mirrored the deployment was that I was closer to the objective. Um, I, I think as far as line of sight and cover and stuff goes, the cover ended up not really mattering a ton, um, overall, mm-hmm. like it, it did stop a few shots, but there was enough dodge tokens and stuff down on the board at any given point that like people were basically in cover anyways. Yeah. Um, and like cover usually because suppression. So yeah, only, yeah. yeah, there wasn't, I did discuss this. I, I forget where, but looking at the map prior, I was like, there's going to be a lot of out of cover shots here. I think um, just, just looking it over real quick. seemed like there was a lot of open lanes and stuff. <clears throat> so. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely realized like halfway through a deployment, like halfway through deployment as clones, like you end up pretty committed to where you're going to be just because you kind of have to deploy all together or else it doesn't work real great. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to get pretty aggressive um, off the get go and set up a standby zone that, that gives me effective line of sight blocking against everything, but as snipers and something that wants to walk into range and take a standby shot. And I think for the most part, that worked the way I wanted it to. You did a very good job in kind of creating those wind-up shots and being able to to kind of get in under the under the standby and then doing enough damage back mm-hmm. um, that that ended up being less good than I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So, Luke, um, now that we've discussed the finals, sure. you played in arguably the toughest bracket in invader league this season probably with reha uh genghis john uh garn and i'm blanking on who else was in that group um but it was a really really tough uh you know group for um the round stage do you think that helped propel you towards single eliminations like do you think playing those games and and i'm not saying you take things for granted uh but being a player of your stature and I think Invader League as a whole is getting more competitive as we go along anyways, um, as someone that, you know, was behind the scenes running it. Mm-hmm. But do you think that you 
focused more on this season and then seasons in past because you actually had to play your, you know, round games with the mindset you had to get out of that group? Uh, yeah, totally. Um, I think any, any practice in any, any competitive event, you know, where you're playing good opponents, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to propel your, uh, skill level forward. Um, and, you know, playing, you know, Garn and R1 and all these different players, uh, Genghis John, um, you know, great opponents and they definitely helped me improve my game. Um, during the round Robins round robin stage um i started off with the uh classic uh rex star tank list that was basically uh what i was going to run for worlds um and then i switched to the fully operational uh, <laughs> uh rex star list which is what i ran in the uh, single eliminations and then, you know, moving through the the single elims, this was definitely one of my toughest uh, Invader League uh, runs. Um, I think uh, I played for the past two seasons. This this was my third, and yeah, it was it was one of the toughest uh, I've had um, from playing, you know, two exact mirror lists, and then playing Orchimedes, playing Garnanana, um, and then playing dashes in the final. Like, just all really great opponents and you know, really close games. So I definitely think uh, it helped improve all the way through um, my game. Yeah, I mean, it helped you improve. It didn't help improve the, the, the list name. It's still a terrible name, as I tell you, Mike. <laughs> I tell you, Mike, every chance I get that Arkstar and Rexstar are just terrible names. I'm going to say that man. to you both you 10 out what? of 10 times. If I get that chance, all right, now I'm not going to say Ark. Uh, I'm not going to say Ark Balls, okay? But, uh, <laughs> you already said it. <laughs> All right, crap, you got me. <laughs> what would you name it? Let's hear. Uh, it. Man, I don't even know. I don't know what I would name it. I'd have to sit down and actually think about it because you guys have coined the names <laughs> on these on these lists. Um, Arc balls definitely is funnier, uh, albeit it's not really uh, kosher to probably be saying it. Um, you know, over and over, uh, yeah. <laughs> especially typing it out on the Discord. <laughs> but you know. You know what? I'm going to sit down tonight and I'm going to think of a name for both of those lists that is definitely better than Rexstar and Arkstar. I'll think about it. Um, we'll definitely not call the jo- we'll definitely not call we'll definitely not call the Josh Allen's uh, list. You know, we'll, you know. but uh, <laughs> but speak, speaking of clones and arcs and, and arc balls and Rexstars and Arkstars, do yeah. you see yourself playing clones normally or are you just going to stay as the uncommitted luke cook i'm going to play the flavor of the week uh and and see where it goes yeah you know i i typically like to play off the beaten path um and leading up to this invader league i was so swingy on what i was going to play you know i was practicing from everything from cassian gin list to you know just like imperial gun lines and all these different things um I get the most fun and I play so much uh, of the game that I really have to switch up what I play. Otherwise I'll just get bored of, of the stale uh, staleness of the, of it that it can become. Um, I got to be honest. um, The clone list that I was running is in my opinion, kind of very um, basic in your, in your moves. You know, you don't have a flashy force user. You don't have, emperor palpatine with pull the strings you know your 
you're limited to your options. It's it's kind of very, um, you know, you have like a very flow flow chart list um, with clones. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was kind of boring at times, and I kind of regretted playing clones sometimes just because um, of how how they play with the gun line. Um, but you know, I like to switch things up, so. Um, I'll definitely, I'll definitely probably play a different faction in the next one. So we'll have to see. I can roll crits no matter what faction I play. (laughs) (laughs) So I had, I had one more question, but we're going to skip that question. That question was what's next for Luke, which might be Gen Con, but we're going to skip that because of something you said. Okay. Let's, let's, let's walk, let's walk through it. At LVO, you pounded fireball. Okay. (laughs) The other night you're at the bar, you pound, you're pounding IPAs. Okay. Yep. And now you're telling me that the list you brought is basic. So are you basic bitch Luke Cook? Is is that what it is? You know, it is what it is, Zach. You know, I'll let the people give the name. I don't give the names. So so I guess if you are basic in Buffalo, that also means you need to jump through a plastic table too. Yes. I think I need to record this and post it up. <laughs> Speaking of recordings, Ed Ed uh, Ed Martinez got you the best recording I think possible uh, from Jar Jar Binks there. Oh man, that made my month, man. Oh, that was awesome. Seeing that just uh, that that put such a huge grin on my face. That was awesome. Yeah, thank yeah, you so much, Ed, if you're listening. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Ed Martinez paid Ahmed Best a hundred dollars through Cameo to send like a greeting card to Luke Cook yeah. to celebrate his win. Eas- so that's, what, that's what we're referring to. Easily the best prize I've ever received from you know any event. It was it was just really great. Awesome. Yeah, unexpected too. Uh. Yeah, it really was. I was like, I came to my phone and I had a couple pings for from Discord, and I I go to it. I was like, oh my god, no way, is this real? That was crazy. Yeah. Um. Oh man. But um, Luke, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, I want to congratulate you um as tournament organizer and obviously, you know, here on the podcast uh, on your win. Um, I think you need to apologize on air to Mike though. Uh, can you please say sorry, Mike? <laughs> What? <laughs> no apologies are necessary here. It was no. a good game. It was, it was fun. Yeah, it was no, a no, good no. game, Mike, as always. Yeah, yeah no, I was pumped to see that it was you two in the finals, two uh two guys I talk to all the time. So mm-hmm. um but yeah, thanks again for coming on, man. Yeah, no, thanks for having me and you know, thanks for you know doing all the hard work this season. I know I know I personally gave you some headaches and a lot of people did. So I know it you know it can be, you know, a lot to deal with sometimes, but we appreciate all the effort that you put in. So thank you. I appreciate it. And we're back. That was Luke Cook. Um, is it me or has it become like our tradition on this show to have the runner up participate in an interview of the winner of an event? Yeah, except instead of you, it's me this time. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, congrats to Luke, as we said already, for winning Vader League. Um, and let's talk about some Mandalorians because we got like an actual preview today. Um, so David, really, you're... really, you're gonna do that? <laughs> what? You're just gonna you're just gonna skip over it? Yeah, let's skip, skip over right what? over it. Welcome to oh, In the News. Jeez. You know, it, right. it, it was not in parentheses. 
I don't think I even put it in the in the article this time, but you still missed it. <laughs> I mean, it does literally say in the news on the outline. It's, it's just not in parentheses. You know he's going to blame this air conditioning crap. <laughs> it's so hot in my house, I forgot about the drop, guys. Oh, man. It's, oh, man. It's hot. It's, my AC doesn't work. Yeah. It's really hot. Um, today's the hottest day for the week, though, so at least there's that. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Look, DC, DC, the thing about DC, not to go super tan, tangential here, is that it's not only hot, but it's like 100% humidity like all the time. Yeah, it's built on a swamp. Yeah. It's literally built on a swamp. Um. <laughs> no, I, I, here's the key. Here's the key, okay? The key is the me- meteorologists, okay? They have no idea what they're talking about, but they make it seem like they know what they're talking about. And when they're wrong, it's okay. Kind of like us. We seem like we know what we're talking about. Most of the time we're right, but when we're wrong, it's okay because we dress it up appropriately. Right, guys? Speak for yourself, dude. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so about those Mandalorians. Um, uh, David, you want to walk us through these unit cards since you're a resident uh, favorite rebel? Well, it looks like we finally got our Royal Guards. It only took like a year, but we have our Royal Guard type unit. Um, so Mandalorians are special forces, another amazing special forces option for the rebels. Who knew? Um, so they they come in two types. So there's the generic Mandalorian resistance fighters with uh, one wound to courage, red defense with surge, as you'd expect a Mandalorian to have. Uh, surge to hit, which is great. Range two, which is kind of not good, um, but hey, I'll take it. It's pretty decent shooting. Two black with surge per mini is pretty sweet uh no sharpshooter or anything attached but uh they do have jump to as you'd expect a mandalorian to have they have impervious as well they also have nimble which is super exciting especially when you consider that this is already a unit that has defense surge on red dice and has a training to take situational awareness so these things are insanely defensive and that's good because they have very few wounds. Um, the generic Mandalorian resistance, when you take the heavy weapon, only has four total wounds. Uh, so they're kind of like BX droids also in that way. Um, they have a, a comm slot for uplink shenanigans. They have gear for recon intel or ascension cables. They have also this really cool armament called jetpack rockets, which are, like you'd expect, the sort of uh, backpack style rockets that we're accustomed to seeing a unit like Boba Fett carry. Uh, they're range three to four. They are a single use card, but their weapon is pretty sweet. It adds blast to whatever your attack pool is. And each instance of the rocket gives you impact one. So I believe if you had the full unit shooting on this rocket, you would get impact four because it's four instances of this rocket, similar to the way a grenade would be. Um, I think a lot of folks are excited though to use them with their short range pool or actually no, you can't do that because it's, it's minimum range of three so uh people have been uh, anticipating using these rockets either by themselves or pairing them with one of the named mandalorians from clan ren which we'll get to in, in just a second here but still a really exciting weapon uh, a nice little option if you're facing armor um there's uh just another tool that rebels have in their arsenal and this time it's only eight points to take this uh, this upgrade, so it's very fairly costed. I feel. Um, 
Also, the generic, or not the generic, but the heavy weapon for the um, regular Mandos is called the Beskad Duelist, which adds some very powerful keywords. Uh, he only has a, a melee special attack. He, does, he can use the ranged weapon of the unit that he's in. Uh, his dice are red-red with Surge, which is really strong. But he gets this cool keyword called Duelist, which says if you're doing a melee attack, if you spend an aim token, gain Pierce. Or if you're defending against melee, if you spend a dodge, gain immune pierce. So if you have some ability to get tokens on your mandos, uh, you can get this additional effect. And I'm guessing that uh, when you spend the dodge for nimble, that the immune pierce would trigger as well, and you'd actually get that dodge back. So for every defense you make, I think you're going to continuously be immune to pierce, if I'm not mistaken there. Uh, at least in melee. So that's why I made that reference to the Royal Guard type character. Um, because this is this is sort of a similar thing, right? Like um, the Electro Staff Guard just has it natively, but the Mandos can get it if they have a dodge token to uh, defend with. And they essentially will have it as long as they have their dodge token. Uh, the other variant, and I'll try to keep this short, because but this is really exciting too. You have the Sabine's clan, Clan Wren, and you have Tristan Wren and Ursa Wren, who are both characters from Star Wars Rebels. Uh, they have similar stats to the generic Mandalorians, but they also have um, a really cool keyword called Retinue. Uh, so if Sabine Wren's in your list, uh, at the start of the activation phase, if you are at range 1 to 2 of Sabine Wren, gain an aim or a dodge. And that's really awesome if you're just near Sabine and you get free tokens. Like, sign me up. That seems really cool. Another thing to note, um, the base unit here, you get one generic uh, unit of Mandalorian resistance from Clan Ren, but this one has two wounds. So you're getting one miniature with two wounds on it. Makes sense, right? It's an elite from Clan Ren. And you also get two heavy weapons in the form of Tristan Ren and Ursa Ren. Uh, and Ursa, you know, she gives the unit Dauntless. They just have all, basically, both units have two wounds and they have a bevy of really useful keywords. Um, Ursa gives the unit Dauntless. She also gets Longshot, which means that she can increase her weapon's range by one if necessary uh, by using a name token. And then Tristan um, is range three natively, but he has lethal and suppressive on his gun. And um, remember back to those backpack rockets I was talking about? You can actually use uh, Tristan. You don't have to use him in, in Clan Ren. You can use him in a regular Mando squad as well. You can take him as the heavy weapon there. And so you can actually put Tristan in the regular squad, use your backpack rockets, and get a three red, two black range three attack with blast, lethal, and suppressive in it. So you can kind of get like a, a mini Boba Fett three pip, uh, if you will. Um, but I really think this is super, super awesome. Like all these things that they've revealed this unit is going to be such a joy to put on the table. Just to clarify it's something. Oh, sorry, sorry, Kyle, but just to clarify something on the um, equip part of Clan Ren, just to bring back to the thing you said about Tristan, if you bring him in um, another unit, you can't bring Clan Ren because I guess uh, BK from FFG uh, noted today in the Discord that equip is um, a mandatory. So the card says equip uh, Tristan and, and Ursa. So you have to bring both. So if you bring the Clan Ren version of it, Tristan has to go in that unit. So you can't put him in a, in a generic. I just wanted to clarify that for the uh, listeners. Right. right. You also can't bring the Beskad Duelist in a unit of Clan Ren because you run out of slots. 
So the duelist only exists with the generics, and and it should because a two wound Beskad duelist is pretty nuts, um, to be honest. Yeah, the thing I think that's like really crazy about this unit is not so much the um, the firepower or all the like cool toolsy stuff they have. This is the first like non-hero infantry unit we have that moves at speed three and has jump two natively. Like you don't have to equip jetpacks on these things like you do for full arcs or, or arc strike teams or whatever. And and these guys are <laughs> move at speed three and have jump. These guys are very fast. They don't care about terrain. Um, it's like uh, <clears throat> not to get too spoilery but it's like the episode in mando where they just fall out of the sky right <laughs> you know yeah, yeah it, there's the way <laughs> yeah and i think that's gonna play like heavy into the rebel like arsenal like it, rebels have always been good against objectives and kyle has said it many times rebels are also good at killing things and they kind of do both yeah i mean these are each uh they have sort of the flavor of sabine but with more meat right um you know the uh the the base generic unit um you know only rounds out at four wounds when you add the heavy uh, but they have significantly more offense than you know either sabine or boba fett because um, they each have two dice and it's four models so that you're throwing eight dice um, potentially nine dice if you equip one of the the special characters um, on a unit with speed three jump impervious and red saves um and then conversely, I think the uh, Clan Ren is um, like the durable version of the two because you got six wounds. You know, you your damage doesn't degrade when you when you take one. Um, they get if if you run them close to Sabine, you can give them a, a free dodge token every turn. Um, you could run them. You know, we saw that new upgrade, situational awareness, which lets you spend dodges to cancel crits. Uh, it's a free dodge token every turn with nimble and situational awareness, you know, with, uh, red saves, they're going to be really hard to shift. And then, um, Ursa has uh, dauntless, which also means that, you know, suppression is not going to affect them as much. So, um, I can see clan Ren be, being like the objective focused version and then Mandalorian resistance kind of being more like the, uh, hard hitting, Maybe you throw those rockets on there with Tristan and do like a, you know, like you said, uh, like a mini Bobo rocket type thing at, at range three and then get in there at range three and two and throw all your dice. Um, they're not bad in melee either. Black and a white in melee per model. Um, and then black, black for the, the clan run. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. As, these, things um, as, these things hit as hard as our troopers in melee. Yeah, I was just going to say, they're basically short-range arc troopers that have jump natively, right? Um, and and move a lot faster. Like, the difference between speed 2 and speed 3 is huge. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a very big deal. It's so exciting, too, because of their trooper keyword, right? Because it makes them really, really, really good for a variety of objectives. They're, they excel at, like, everything you can think of, basically, in terms of objective play. Yeah, like, I do they think can pivot, right? Like like Sabine's ability to pivot with speed three is so is well known, but now you can have basically a a supporting unit that moves as fast as she does and has the retinue keyword to give it dodges. Yeah, I mean I think that there's probably room for like a list that's literally three units of Mandalorian resistance and Sabine and like backed up 
like in instead of triple tons like i could see this being a thing um you know you might get a little bit screwed if you get a bad board or something that doesn't have a lot of jumpable terrain um but i do think that uh they're very good I, it strikes me that the um the generic unit is like pretty glass cannony and that you kind of want to jump in do your damage and jump out and you're not really looking to like soak stuff whereas clan ren looks like it can really get in there as long as sabine is there with them and just kind of basically take the firepower of the enemy army and and soak it yeah i think um looking at the retinue keyword uh i actually didn't read it earlier like i kind of skimmed it like uh, skimmed it uh getting tokens at the activation phase as we learned with uh phase twos in the surge tokens is like kind of massive to just be able to start the round uh with those tokens whether it's an aim or a dodge like basically what i'm envisioning is you take the clan ren you can pick and choose what rounds you want to last first with right let's say you want you know you're going to go last with them on a turn say so you, you take sabine you give them a dodge and then next turn, let's say they're in the action and they want an aim token, you can give them an aim. It's just the versatility and the design space in there gives you so much options once you get, you know, the clan ren in the thick of it. Uh, I'm excited actually, uh, now that I fully read the fully read the card, <laughs> um, to to just put clan ren together because I keep on saying this and I've said it on the podcast. I want to go full clones and then they come out with stuff like this. And I'm just like, you're drawing me back. I'm spending more money than I want to. And uh, these units are looking good. Yeah. I'm actually really excited. Um, A to paint these, the models look amazing. Um, the card art is great. They're really stepping up their, their card art. But um, like, this makes me want to, not that I was like bored of rebels, um, but this makes me want to put rebels on the table again. Yeah, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how these compete with strike teams, right? Um, I think strike teams are starting to fall a little bit by the wayside to some degree. Um, yeah, we'll see. see. I mean, I could see, I could easily see like one of these and two strike teams still or some mix like that. But um, this certainly feels like the first Rebel Special Forces unit in a, in a while that you're seriously considering dropping a, a sniper strike team for. Oh, come on. I, yeah, sometimes the multiple come back. What's that? <laughs> Bistan was just on the verge of a comeback. <laughs> yeah. And then they drop these. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, well, I'm super excited. There's two um, major drawbacks, right? One is the Courage 2. It's actually a drawback because they're going to be the focus of a lot of attacks and you never want this thing panicking because it's such an important unit. Uh, and of course, you're going to have access to recovers with like, you know, Cassian. These and Cassian are like an obvious pair. Um, and then the other factor... Um, shoot is the fact that they have low, a relatively low wound count and so um rebels might consider bringing medics again just for these because they're just such important they're just such an important set of wounds they're also really thick and so if your opponent does in fact waste time shooting them and you have a medic behind it they might just find it completely pointless uh that's funny you said that i put together a list earlier today it was uh luke sabine three naked like rebel troopers with medics and then uh, I think it might have been a rebel. O it was operative Luke, mind you. That's what it was. Rebel officer was strict. Sabine, operative Luke, three medic rebel troopers, and then a, a hodgepodge of mandos, and I think one strike team. The strike team's just in there for fluff. It was only nine activations, but you're talking about like units that once they get in your face, what do you do about it? 
I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty overwhelming, and I'm really curious to to just keep exploring that space and figuring out what combos exist. Um, you know, the longer I get to play with the list builder, there's even a version I came up with, and I'm, I'm just this is the last thing I'll say on it. Um, you can run like Cassian, a unit of Tristan Mandos, and then five DLTs. <laughs> So now you have a you have a range four plus gun line with rebels, and you have a, a really solid linebacker type unit to deal with Jedi. So you actually have some pretty legitimate options now. And and this was kind of the this was kind of the unit that rebel gun lines were missing because we needed that sort of linebacker against Tauntauns and other other melee threats like Jedi. And now I think now I think we're going to get it, and it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited. Well. Um, you guys got any final thoughts or plugs? It's Gen Con week, man. Let's, yep. you know, come come watch all our streams. Uh, one's Wednesday at 8, and Saturday and Sunday we're going to be going full bore. So. Yep. Just come come in on Saturday, visit Dash's TV on Twitch or Yavin Base on Twitch or the 5th Trooper YouTube channel. Come, come say hi, come register for giveaways. Maybe you'll win fabulous prize. I would like to plug um, whatever we can get to uh, lubricate Dash's chair as he just moved forward and it made a huge creak. Hey man, I uh, I swapped out my old chair that was creaky for a new chair that was creaky, and you know, I maybe third time will be the charm. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, I am I am Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm David. I'm Zach. We are the notorious scoundrels, and I know that I did that backwards. Um, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>